Hello, bonjour and salam alaikum. Welcome to Stand Up From The Crowd, the first live podcast dedicated to no BS leadership. So if you like us, tell your friends and your colleagues to go over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and give us a five-star review because we deserve it, right? I think so. Don't you think so? <laughs> so today's topic is quite interesting because we are talking about how to balance motherhood and entrepreneurship how is that possible is it possible like there is the myth you know where you have to to choose between one or the others right but more and more women are stepping up and showing us that you can do both you can be both and you can have it all right our standout guest today uh, abby ayula is a podcast host she's a publisher okay she has 30 books published, I believe. She's an entrepreneur. She's running multiple businesses, okay? And not one or two, multiple businesses. She's a creator, a producer, and listen carefully, a mother of six kids. So during our conversation, we are going to discuss how she juggles the daily challenges, you know, and of, of being a mother and an entrepreneur, but also how she helps others to thrive and, and achieve their goals as well. So please help me welcome Abby to the Stand Up From The Crowd. Hello, Abby. How are you doing? Hello, Doreen. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so just to tell you the truth, Abby and I, I was so curious to learn more about Abby that we had started the conversation before going live, but no worries. We are going to talk all about he all about here today. So, Abby, wow. When I hear your pedigree, I'm like, damn, like <laughs> this woman is a big deal, right? Like, but also I think she's well organized. She must be like well, very well organized. Being a, I'm not a mother yet, but I know that being a mother can be hard and challenging, right? Mm -hmm. And rewarding. Mm -hmm. On the other side, as an entrepreneur myself, I know how entrepreneurship can be hard, uh, challenging, and rewarding too. So when I read all your accomplishments and, you know, the fact that you are uh, a, a mother of uh, two be uh, six beautiful gifts, I want to say, I I'm wondering, you know, what came first, the kids or the businesses? <laughs> sure. Thank you for having me. Um the kids came first. I first got pregnant when I was 22 years old, turning 23 that year. So at that time, I got married the year before, so I was 21. So I got pregnant, and um, I had no idea what to do because I was like, uh, it's my first time ever. I wasn't expecting to start having children that early, but it happened. I called my mother. Um, at that time, she lives in Nigeria. So she was like, you know what? You're already married. Now you're pregnant. So just, you know, just deal with it. And then my dad also was supportive. So because of them, I was able to like um, go forward with the pregnancy because I was so young. I was like, I had no idea. But my parents, you know, they encouraged me. They're like, it's OK. You know, it's it's OK to have children. You're an adult now. So go ahead. So that's what happened. <laughs> Well, 22, 23, I would say you are still a baby, though, even though you are married, mm -hmm. you know, and you live the adult life, of course. But I feel like you are very young and not experienced enough, exactly. you know, at 22, 23, to be able to, I don't know, take a sit down and, 
and look at things from a practical perspective when you are so young. Mm -hmm. So that was so brave. And I'm glad that you received the support from your family because, as you know, your support system is very important. It can break you or make you. I know it sounds cliche, but this is this is uh, very true. Yeah. So since uh, you, you became um, a mom at a very um, early uh, age, uh, I'm wondering, did it ever occur to you that, okay, now that I am a mom, um, you know, there are like certain things that I cannot achieve professionally because I am a mom. So did it ever occur to you that you had to make a, a choice between being a mother and, you know, pursuing a professional goals? Never. Uh, it never occurred to me because I'm the type of person that just, if I get an idea, I act on it right away or I have something going. Like, for example, in 2013, at that time, my um, I had three children. So my my first daughter, I think she was maybe like five or six around that time. And then a four-year-old and a two-year-old, whatever. So I decided to go to like a massage therapy class. I mean, school. So that was like a year plus. So I was raising three children under the age of five. <laughs> I was going to school for massage therapy. And I was also working at that time. So I was doing all those things in 2013. Like it was... I don't even know. My life was like just chaotic overall. So I decided to like that. that that's what I'm saying. Like I just, I just keep going. Like I don't stop. I don't let having children stop me from pursuing what I want to do. I always just just trying to find a way to make it work. Like I I'm lucky enough that I have you know a village around me. Like I ha um at that time my ex husband was you know he will help with the children sometimes. Then I had my stepmother uh, I mean, in Brampton that will help out whenever I needed it so I, I can drop off my children. She will help me out. And so, like, I had people that I can rely on to help me with my children. So I was able to go to school and work at that time. So, yes. Wow. It takes a, it does take village. a Yeah, a village. When we say it takes a village to raise a, a child, yes, it is. It is. It is very true. So now, tell us a little bit more because, as I said, you are running multiple businesses, and I haven't mentioned that. But she's also a, an actress, actor. We say in English, or actress, TV I don't... star, <laughs> reality, real TV star. Oh, listen, like she has like recorded three seasons already. So, what's the name of the show? Niger Wives of Toronto. So this is the equivalent of uh, the Housewives, yes. the, the the real the TV reality show that is very popular in the US. Mm -hmm. It is quite popular here too. So, can you give us your 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 timeline in terms of uh, entrepreneurship? Because, mm -hmm. you, as I said, you are running multiple businesses. So, how do you go from starting with one and then running six? I believe you run you run six businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us, like, how do you go from one to six? What's the timeline like? Yes, yeah, sure. So I started my entrepreneurship journey in, actually, <laughs> I st let me be frank and honest. My first business, I actually started in 2014. It was called AMA Buying Services. So I wanted to um, offer, like, concierge services for seniors and and um and and people but 
I wouldn't call it business because I didn't make any money from it. <laughs> so, okay. it, so it was my first time ever jumping into entrepreneurship. So I would say 2014 was like my start, start, start. But then because that didn't go anywhere because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, oh, let me start a business. I started and then I had no customers. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm not cut off for entrepreneurship. So I you know, got over that. And then I, I, I started working, going to school, like I said. And then in 2015, I got fired from my job. And um, at that time, I had three children, you know. At this time now, uh, my first one was almost eight, I believe. So they weren't um, getting raised the way I wanted them to be raised because I wasn't around a lot, you know, because I was so busy working and going to school. And like, it was just stressful, right? So after I got fired, I was like, you know what? Let me rethink my life and what I want to do. So I decided to start my own business at that point. So I, I didn't look for another job. I was just like, let me just start my business and stay home with my children. So 2015 was when I, you know, started making money from the business that I started. So I, I started with the, um, selling waste strainers. And um, after that, then I went into some like flat tummy teas. Then I went into media. Well, I've always been in the media space since I was 17, actually. So whether I was doing like background stuff or commercial or print or music videos. So I was always in the media um, space. But then um, in 2019 was when I became like an executive producer and produced the show, Ninja Wise of Toronto, one of the producers and one of the co-creators. So after that, the media thing started. And then let me go back. Okay. <laughs> let me go back timeline by timeline. So it makes more sense. So 2014, I started my first business. Didn't go anywhere. 2015, got fired. I'm like, you know what? Then I started the business with a waist trainer. Then in 2017, a lady, um, one of my husband now, um, Wayne Williams, like um, they went to the same school. Her name is Moy. She wrote me on Facebook. She's like, you know, Abby, why don't you write your own book? This was 2017. So I was like, I don't know. What am I going to write about? So she's like, she gave me some ideas. So I wrote my first book in 2017 called Wasteless, How to Transform Your Waste in 30 Days. Because people were always asking me, you know, you have three children. At that time, I only had three children. You have three children. You're, your waist is so small. You don't even look like you have kids. What's your secret? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just write a book. So I wrote my first book, Wasteless. So that was in 2017. And then 2018, I became a radio um, station host. So GPKM FM, um, me and my husband now, we were hosting together. So it was called um, Lifestyle. Yeah, The Lifestyle. So it was a, it was a health um, program that helps people with their body, mind, and soul. It's a wellness show. We did that for about eight months. Then we parted ways. Then in 20, so later on in 2018, um, me and my husband, again, we got a show on Afro Global TV called Synergy, um, where it was also about health and wellness. So we talked about wellness for your mind, body, and soul. So, <laughs> so that's the timeline so far. And then in 2019 was when the Niger Wives of Toronto started, where I co I'm one of the co-creators and one of the executive producers. So we've done three episodes, I mean, three seasons so far, which you can watch on Afroland TV. 
And um, also we're on our Swag TV. It's a local TV in Chicago. You can watch us there all three seasons. So, so that's 2019 now. And then in 2020, um, yeah, so just pretty much building on the different businesses that I've already done in the media, writing books. I wrote more books, wrote more cookbooks. Um, one of the famous one is um, a, the cookbook called Africanizing Vegan Food. All your Nigerian oh. foods veganized because I'm Nigerian and I'm also vegan. So I found that a lot of um, of Nigerian food is not uh, vegan friendly. <laughs> so I wrote a cookbook to help you know people that are vegan or vegetarian or they're looking to eat more healthy. So that was the reason why I wrote that book because um, in my community there's a lot of high blood pressures, diabetes, strokes. You know, those diseases that you get from diet. So I thought to myself, if I can help, you know, people to to see that you can still eat your favorite foods from Nigeria, but just make it veganized and more healthy, then you'll be fine. You know, so so just pretty much just writing more books, working more in the media. Then I got into publishing, um, published my first magazine in 20. 2021 it's called mom's ultimate guide it's a quarterly lifestyle magazine for mothers and then started the podcast also um last year 2022 it's called how to survive society where i give survivors the platform to share their stories and just as you can see it's all like i i i tell myself and people that um what i do is like i help to empower educate and enlighten mothers and families to um through um tech media and food to help their wellness you know like because everything that i do has to do with wellness in one aspect mm -hmm. whether it's a mental wellness or physical wellness or financial wellness i'm in that space so i'm all about helping people get better overall so that's just the space that i am in so but i wear many ads in those spaces <laughs> that's why it looks like i'm running so much businesses but they all come together and it's all in wellness space <laughs> and 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 i believe wow that that's impressive and i believe it's very smart you know because as opposed to trying to do so many different things mm -hmm. that would require you know to start from scratch and that would require a lot of effort in the beginning because you are new in that space mm -hmm. right you are capitalizing on what you are building over time mm -hmm. to create even more businesses so more impact i should say ultimately because it's all about the impact when we are entrepreneurs right mm -hmm. so wow i feel like every two years you are you are you are dropping a new business yeah. <laughs> yes that's that's how it is because last year alone yeah i dropped a podcast and the magazine so yes every two years i guess i'm doing something new but it all so, deals with you know wellness and wellness, all that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i see that so it's not easy but you are doing it right so it tells us that it is possible mm -hmm. to grow a business or multiple businesses uh, while growing uh, a, a family and being present because i feel like there is this cliche where oh yeah but you know uh 
uh, independent women, professional women. Uh, they are they are entrepreneurs and they are successful. Uh, and the, the, there is a, a cost to this, which is the the well being uh, of their kids or their family, the unity of the family, right? And I do believe you are a great example that you can do both. So now my question is, because as a, an entrepreneur with no kids yet. I struggle managing my time, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is a reality. So now, how do you manage and, and balance your time, your day-to-day? -day, like, we all have 24 hours. So how do you balance it between motherhood and, and entrepreneur? My calendar. I cannot do anything without my calendar. If, like, the first thing I do in the morning, <laughs> I know I should probably not do this, but the first thing I do is open my email and check out my calendar for the day, right? So once I figure out what I'm doing for the day, then I'm able to set up my time and the tasks that I need to do and get them done. Like for example, right now I'm um, doing a lot of interviews for How to Survive Society. So each day there is always something, someone that I have to interview. And if I'm not interviewing people, I'm putting together the episode. I'm reaching out to companies to partner up with me. You know, I'm reaching out to different like it's all like online zoom sometimes i'm like i'm zoomed out because i'm on zoom every day at least four or five times a day doing oh, different wow. things yeah so zoom is like my i love zoom but then i ate at the same time because it's like i'm always on it like either i'm learning something or i'm interviewing or i'm talking to somebody like it's always so my calendar and having a system in place is key so knowing what your day is going to be like and what you're going to do for that day is very very key and I also I'm the type of person that I have to write down my things like I need a paper and pen I can't do notes on the on the um on the internet yeah. on the phone on I, I just can't like if you see my house, it's like a lot of papers, a lot of books. I have different ideas in it. Every time I think of something, I'm like, oh, pen, write it down. Every time I think about something, oh, this will help my business, I write it down. Oh, if I see an opportunity that one of my kids can take advantage of, I write it down. You know, like I'm not only working for myself, I'm also working for my children. So and anytime I see an opportunity, I jump on it right away. Like I don't waste time. If you talk to anyone that knows me, they always tell you, I'm always on time, number one. And number two, when someone asks for something, I get it done right away. Because if I don't, I will forget about it and then I just won't do it. Mm -hmm. So that's why, because I already know myself. So you have to know yourself. You know, you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. So because I already know myself that if I don't jump on something right away, I'm not going to do it. So Whenever an opportunity comes, I jump on it right away, do what I have to do, and get it done without even thinking about it. So that's how I manage myself, manage my time, and manage everything around me. <laughs> and what I like about what you're saying is that it sounds like you don't overthink mm -hmm. about things, mm -hmm. right? You just identify an opportunity or maybe an idea, and then you take action right away. Mm -hmm. And this is really how we see the doers versus the wants, and especially everyone is affected by overthinking, but especially women, mm -hmm. uh, where we have to 
where a lot of women have to put like a lot of thought into it. It's not about taking, you know, unnecessary risk or like jumping on every opportunity and doing like anything without thinking about it. Mm. My, my point here is that it's trusting yourself enough. So knowing yourself enough mm-hmm. and trusting yourself enough. So when you see an opportunity that fits you, mm-hmm. you are able to take action on it without overthinking mm-hmm. and losing that opportunity. Yeah. You see what I yes, mean? Yes, exactly. Don't overthink it. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. This is how you keep moving. Yes. When you are not moving, you are stagnating. And this is not good because you are not progressing. Mm-hmm. So you need to keep moving. Yeah. Um, something that we have heard a lot also, especially since the pandemic, it's uh, the, the, the burnout cases is uh, uh, are on the rise, right? Um, especially for uh, moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, who have seen their um, their workflow and you know the burden on their shoulders uh, multi- being multiplied by you know working from home uh, and having to handle a lot of things at home. So there was a a, a, a transition that needed to happen, but I feel like uh, we didn't get any support right during that transition. So it was about us finding our own way of doing things and. For a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, that led them to to burnout. So we know the burnout when it comes to work. We know the burnout also when it comes to 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 motherhood. So, what strategies either mother entrepreneurs or mompreneurs? There is a term to define uh, mm-hmm. mother entrepreneurs or mompreneurs. What are the strategies that you do believe um, we can implement? in order to, so I don't know if balance it is, is the right word because I do believe there is no balance, you know, or you have your own balance, right, which is different for every single person out there. But what are the strategies that you can implement in order to burn yourself out? That's that's the one that I would like to know because I know that a lot of people are affected by it. Yes. So the one strategy you can, you can implement is definitely have a calendar it's very 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 important because once you have a calendar and you know exactly what you need to do for that day or for the week then you'll be able to manage yourself more because now you have a task that you have to get done and you know that you have to get them done so there's no so you won't be like procrastinating and just not do anything at least if you have your calendar in place, like your journal. Because like I said, I have my you know calendar on my phone and I also have my daily calendar, like my journal that I write into that I say, okay, today, this is what I need to get done, this, this, this. And then I make sure that at least I do those things. Even if I don't get all those things done the same day, that's okay. But at least you know what you need to do. And in order for you to be able to balance raising your children and having a business, just set a time apart for yourself. So let's say, like, for example, my children are in school from 8.30 to about 2. So from like 2.30, they start coming home one by one. So I know between 9 and 1, I'm able to focus. Well, I wouldn't say focus because I still have two children that that are home with me. So I have four in school. And then one and two that are at home with me 
because they have they're not the age yet where they can start school. So when the four is at school, <laughs> I have to take care of the two that are home. But I find a way to just get things done. So I make sure that I get them breakfast and then get them whatever they need. So I'm able to focus on my work. So I know between like, let me say 10, not even nine, because nine, I'm still trying to deal with the two that are at home. So from 10 to about one, I know that's the time I have to work on my business. So whatever I need to do on my business for that day, I get it done. So whether that's um, working on the magazine, because I'm the one that actually does the magazine myself, <laughs> you know? So Canva, thank you so much. Canva is so good. Our best friend here. <laughs> Canva is my best friend. So I go on Canva, I work on the magazine, you know, work on the articles and things like that. Or if I have to interview people for the podcast, I know, okay, how many people I'm interviewing for that day. So I, I read up on the people, I get the questions ready, I get myself ready. And then, or let's say I'm working on uh, the media aspect of it, like the the producing, because because I have a few um, shows that I want to produce that I'm developing right now. So even reaching out to like producers or um, studios or different spaces. So whatever I need to do for that day, I make sure I do it between the times of 10 and one. So that way I know what I'm doing and I get it done. So by the time my children are coming home, I have time to deal with the children, you know, get cooked dinner. And luckily for me, my first two kids are girls, you know, so they're teenagers now. So they help with cooking. They help with their brothers. You know, like like you said, it takes a village. So I I lean in into the help. Like I don't try and do everything myself because I'm only one person. So I can't raise all six children by myself and then do all these businesses. No, like I find a time and place for each thing. And let's say one of my child needs to go to like an after school program or they have a program that they have to go to, then I make that time available for them, you know, so they don't feel like I'm putting my business in front of the family. So I always make sure that I have a balance and just keep time to whatever needs to be done at that time, I give my time to pretty much. So I, I, put, I make my schedule and I stick to the schedule. So that's what helps me. <laughs> I see. So you block off time. Mm -hmm. And also something that you haven't mentioned, but I do believe that you do so, and you tell me if I'm wrong, is that you must say no to a lot of things. So when you are blocking off your time, focusing on your objectives for the day, if there is anything else that comes in that wasn't planned, you would say no to that, right? So yes. you can focus. It's mostly phone calls. Like I... I don't pick up my phone calls, not because I don't want to, but because at that time I'm either interviewing or doing something. So, and then I call them back after, but when I'm in work mode, I don't pick up phone calls, except it's for my children's school, of course. But if it's mm -hmm. like a phone call that I can return, then I just don't bother picking it up. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I believe it comes back to, again, narrowing down what your focus should be mm -hmm. and then being able to, uh, be very selective about what you say yes to yes. so you don't overwhelm yourself yes that's right 
and, and number three, I would say then it would it's more about you know the the support system that mm -hmm. you create around yourself. I have always telling this: success is not a solo endeavor, right? Uh, people who said I'm self-made, yes, probably you are self-made from a perspective that you are coming from. A, a, a modest background, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. which is most of the case the time. But at some point along the way, you came across people who gave you advice, who supported you, mm -hmm. who um, helped you mm -hmm. in a different ways, right? So, like, who are the the people you surround yourself with? If the people you are you surround yourself with cannot you know, support the lifestyle that you are building for yourself, mm -hmm. then I believe it's time to assess the people you are surrounding yourself with and eventually change those people, right? Because yes. it doesn't happen alone. Yes, those people can also be your family. Like I said, my thank God my children helps out a lot, you know, when it comes to cooking or cleaning or helping out with their brothers, you know, so they help. So that is my village my village is my family they help me out a lot so that's that's yeah you're right about that it's you have to find people um that will help you get get yeah. to your goals <laughs> for sure exactly and we have rachel here who says insightful conversation thank you for these thinkers versus doers committed action love it <laughs> yes yeah we don't bother with the fluff uh, we just focus and narrow it down to what matters. And our friend Robert also is here. I see Ahmed also here who are impressed by your story. Uh, Robert says, you know, the calendar, she's stressing the calendar. I'm with you on that. Oh, listen, if I show you, I have a notebook <laughs> yes. for everything, for everything that I do. So it's very clear to me. One mm -hmm. book, one, one workbook is dedicated to one specific project mm -hmm. or one specific idea I'm working yes. on. So I'm, I'm with you on this one as well. As well as calendar, I have learned to block off time. Mm -hmm. So when I decide to focus on something, I don't take my eyes out of it until it's done, yeah. right? That's so right. this is the way I plan to be very productive as well. Yes. Uh, wow, so we are already reaching at the end of our <laughs> conversation. I think I could I could ask you so many more questions, but thank you so much for, for joining us today and for sharing your story. And you know something maybe that we, have, uh, we haven't talked about uh, during the live is, you know, the importance of, sharing your story because the goal is to show you listener and, and, and viewers that none of us has it perfect, mm -hmm. right? And that it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of organization. And as we have been seeing, it takes uh, a good support system to be successful, right? And Abby and I, we were talking before the live show and we were saying how, you know, <laughs> like I'm definitely not perfect. She's definitely not perfect. Not we have a lot of lows, uh, flows and lows, right? It is normal. But maybe what one thing that can differentiate us from the rest, from the crowd, where we stand out from the crowd, is that we don't let our flows and we don't let our lows and our failures, if I can say so, define us and stop us from moving, mm -hmm. right? 
That's right. And I think it's important, it's important to mention it because uh, I, I get a lot of feedback from our beautiful community telling me, you know, when I feel down, I listen to your podcast. And when I hear those stories, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like it reassures me that there is nothing wrong with me. And no, there is nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a process. Yeah. It's a process with the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between for every single one of us. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no one is perfect, that's for sure. <laughs> that is a short thing. <laughs> and I'm going to conclude with the comments from our audience. Surround yourself with people who are invested in your okay. well-being. Who can also hold your vision. And who can also hold yes. your vision. That's right. Yes. And here, uh, Benita also says, wonderful session for working mothers, empowering C. You are making an impact. Uh, <laughs> thank uh, you. And that's, and that's what we love here. So thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Uh, thank you again, uh, Abby, for joining uh, us for another uh, live episode of the Stand Up From The Quad podcast. Mm -hmm. I will see you next week, Wednesday, for another live episode. Um, and other interesting stories. You know, here I'm interviewing only women trailblazers, Canadian women trailblazers, because they do make a difference. They do make an impact and our voice matters. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. You, you take care and be safe. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.